Buckle up and start your engines. This is You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl. With 30 plus years in automotive experience, Dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends. If it's automotive, Dave covers it. It's time for You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome to You Ought to Know right here on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. I want to thank Southwest Point of Sale for all their support. If you have a grocery store, liquor store, or retail store, you need to go with self-checkout. Give them a call at 800-540-2149. Talk to the gang. Have them come out to your facility. Take a look. And if it fits, you will be pleasantly surprised. Also, Hot Rods and Custom Stuff, 2324 Auto Parkway in Escondido. Go to hotrodscustomstuff.com. All right, I did an interview today. It's kind of interesting comparing the new Ford Maverick window sticker with a Model T. Well, Ted Ryan's got a great story for you. Take a listen. All right, folks. Hey, I got our good buddy Ted Ryan, Ford Archives and Heritage Brand Manager on the line. He's come up with an interesting topic. And when you really sit down with your calculator, if you still have one, it fits. Because the Ford Maverick starts at $19,995. And believe it or not, if you adjust back to the Model T era, I think the the Model T was more expensive, wasn't it, Ted? It was more expensive. It was about $850 in 1908. I'm looking at a 1910 ad right now that went up to 950 over those two years. And that 850 would have equated out to about $25,000 in today's money if you run it to an inflation calculator. So uh, with a Maverick, we're delivering a, a vehicle that is uh, actually on a comparative basis cheaper than the Model T, which was the cheapest car of its era. Yeah. Uh, but, but at least with the Maverick, you can get it in a different color than black. <laughs> you can. And uh, listen to these features that you could get with your 1910 uh, Model T. For nine, You can get a windshield. You can get a gas lamp. You get a generator. Well, you need that to keep the car running. You get a speedometer. You get two oil lamps, and you get a tail lamp. And that's yep. what you get. Those are the standard features with your Model T. Which was kind of interesting because Ford, Henry Ford, being as innovative as he was, I was surprised to let him see the aftermarket really scoop up a lot of money for a lot of features for the Model T. But car manufacturers still do that to this day. Uh, not so, not as much, but they're still doing it. But tell us a little bit about the Ford Maverick for people that are not even aware that this truck's coming. So the Ford Maverick is a brand-new vehicle at, at Ford, a, a little inside pool. We call it a white space vehicle. We didn't have a vehicle in this particular category or market, and we saw it as a as one that we could build out. And it is, as you noted, an inexpensive, but starting price of uh, $19,995 pickup truck. And not only just a pickup, but it's a hybrid pickup truck, and it comes with all of the amazing technology that Ford has available today for uh, for all of our different products. So uh, you get the 8-inch screen. You get the Apple CarPlay and Android uh, AutoPlay. You get uh, the lane assist features. All, all the features that you would get with its big brother, the S-Series, uh, you get in this Maverick. But as a hybrid, it's going to get 500 miles to a tank of gas, and we're hoping that when all the test results are coming in that you're going to be getting 40 miles per gallon in, on the highway uh, with this hybrid engine. Right, and at nineteen nine ninety five, you could be pretty happy with the truck, but that doesn't stop there. If you want to add more items, add more features, 
you know, you're more than welcome to do that. And from what I understand, the Maverick is really going to be a substantial little truck. Because I've told people all the time, they buy the Ford F-150, and they probably only use, what, 20 25% of its capabilities? Yeah. Exactly. The Maverick is, is is designed, built, and sold for a new audience. We're we're anticipating that the folks that live in a city or uh, suburbs that never thought they were a truck person are going to find themselves a truck person. Uh, it's got the four-cylinder hybrid powertrain, delivers 191 horsepower uh, when combined with the electric motor, uh, and it's got all the different features. One one of the ones I love is that. Uh, it's got the flex bed that we're calling it that lets you organize your cargo and uh, uh, 20 ounce amp pre-wired sources at the back for electrical solutions. And then my favorite is the uh, cup holder uh, on the armrest is built now to hold a water bottle. Uh, we've gone beyond the air where everybody just sticks a soda in there, but you know, the younger generation are drinking water. And then in the back seat, it actually has the, the four doors and a back seat for a small pickup truck but the seats lift up and you get storage compartments underneath where uh, you can put a toolbox or you can, you know, uh, have additional storage under the seats in the back that's inside the cab and, and able to, to lock up as well. Right. And, and, and all you're doing is you're looking at the Maverick, you're looking at the F-150 you're saying, okay, so what can we bring from the F-150 convenience wise to enhance the Maverick? And I, and I, and that sounds exactly what you did. It is, and, and we frankly, we pulled a, a page from the same playbook we played a couple times before because the Mustang was the same. It was an entry-level vehicle, uh, 2,600, uh, which is about 20 grand today. Uh, the Ford Falcon before that was, was seen as a sturdy, dependable, uh, slightly above entry-level, but then the original Maverick from 1970, priced at 1,900, would have been even um, cheaper than the Model T. But that's what Ford, that's Ford's DNA. You know, Henry Ford revolutionized the automobile world with the Model T, putting Americans uh, on the road, giving them an affordable vehicle. And the other thing on the Model T, and we can't dismiss this fact, is that when he got the assembly line fully going in 1913, the price began to drop from that $800 to $900 range and actually sunk as low as $250. So Ford has always known how to build uh, low price, uh, reliable, safe, innovative uh, vehicles, and I think the Maverick is just the newest of them. Well, and Ford did a lot. I mean, the assembly line was probably one of his name to fames, but the fact that he would pay his employees $5 a day versus the competition paying $2 a day, I mean, was revolutionary. Uh, and, and, and it just goes to show you, I mean, Henry Ford was a tough guy to work for because he expected – you know, eight-hour day out of an eight-hour day, and he'd pay you accordingly. But he took care of his people, and I, and I think that's kind of a storyline that kind of gets missed every once in a while because he did care about his people. He was on the floor all the time. He was, and the five-hour day wage and that was announced in 1914, actually, and this gets uh, hidden a lot too, actually came with a profit-sharing plan. So the, the more money Ford made, the more money that the employees made. And, you know, that was groundbreaking. And one of the drivers that he said was that he wanted his employees to be able to afford to buy the products that, they're, that they were making. So that $5 a day wage uh, and the profit sharing and the Model T price dropping continuously, uh, all of those uh, uh, 
were, were aspirational goals for, for Henry. I think Henry Ford would be excited to know that his vision of an affordable vehicle was still in Ford's playbook, was still in our DNA, that, and that the Maverick, with all the safety features, and, you know, I've got two, uh, two young sons, youngish, 119, 122, uh, both of whom took me to the build and price site while they were home from college break. Uh, hey, Dad, this one might work. You know, but as a parent, you're looking at it and you're going, okay, so I like the lane keeping and I like the, all the safety features built into it. Uh, you know, that's a car that my two numbskull kids could actually drive and I'd feel safe with them. Well, exactly. And that's really what it, what it's all about. Uh, and, and like I said, and I think the Maverick is a very, very smart move. I think you're moving into a, a marketplace that was left abandoned, uh, you know, or not even abandoned. It was never even filled for the longest time because the consumer kept screaming, I want a full-size truck, I want a full-size truck, and that's why the Ranger went away. And then all of a sudden the Ranger went away, and they went, well, you know, maybe we could have that, maybe we should have that back. And I, and I think Ford, again, always, and I mean always listening to the consumer, brings out the Ford Maverick. Hey, when's that thing going hit to the, hit the dealers? Uh, this fall is the most I can give you. So in the uh, in the fall, you'll begin to see and be able to, to purchase. Although you can go to Ford.com right now, and you can go to the Build and Price site, uh, and you can put in a reservation today. And then beginning in the fall, we'll, we'll start delivering. We'll start sales. Yeah. Well, I'm getting the Bronco two-door seven-speed manual today, and I've got more people than you can shake a stick at already wanting to take me to lunch. So <laughs> I, can't, gonna... I can't wait. I can't wait to get in mine. I, it's going to be fun. Did you order one? Uh, my dad did. I got a Bronco sport sitting in the driveway right now, but dad got the Bronco, but he's holding out for the two doors. So, and he doesn't want to go soft top roof. So uh, we probably will be getting ours next year. Well, your dad and I are on the same page. I would have opted out for the Ford two door. I think I'm getting the black diamond. Uh, there is one, the Scotch watch down at the Ford dealer, and I was going to have uh, have him come in and share TV with me tomorrow. And he goes, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it. I go, what do you mean? You don't want any publicity? He says, Dave, every time you do that, everybody comes to the dealership. I don't have any on the lot. They get mad. <laughs> yeah. So, I get it. I get it. We're going to build them as fast as and as safely as we can, and you'll start to see them on the road. It, it, it's exciting. I love how many Bronco Sports I'm seeing out there now as well. So it's become, uh, if you don't want a Maverick, you know, the Bronco Sports a little bit more money, but boy, you get a whole lot of off-road capability for that for that yeah. uh, uh, for that sport. And you you know what else I'm noticing? You know the big Ford in the front of the trucks. Guys are taking those big Ford emblems and putting them in classic Ford trucks. Yes, it is. It's great. Are you going to go to SEMA? Are you going to SEMA? I I am not currently going to SEMA, but uh, I am knocking on wood that I can invent some reason why they'd have to invite me. Yeah, I am too, because, you know, the hardest thing is finding a place to put your head. I got no problem getting (laughs) in. Where am I going to (laughs) sleep? Yep. Yep. I I worked every angle I could to get invited to Pebble Beach Concourse and couldn't pull that one off either. So we'll, we'll see. That's a bucket list for me. Hey, one of these days, hey, you get get it, and I'll come as your assistant. I'll haul your bags around. <laughs> That's it. It's a deal. All right, Jeff. Thank you very much, and have a wonderful, wonderful week.
All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to You Ought to Know. Right, right here on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. San Diego Propane sponsors this segment. Go to sd-propane.com for all your East County propane needs. Express Auto Service, locally owned and operated family uh, shop. Really good folks. They work on all my cars. Express Auto Service, La Mesa. Uh, com and West Escondido Auto and Trans, four locations in the county. Just go to westautomotivegroup.com. All right, I got Kristen Barclay on the line, and we are in the almost identical vehicles, and that would be the Ford Bronco. Uh, I've got the Black Diamond. Didn't you not have the Black Diamond as well? I have the Badlands. Oh, the Badlands. Okay, I got it. Yeah, and you got the manual transmission. I do. I have the seven speed. Yeah, and what did what was your initial? I mean, you're a stick shift girl. You may not have done it in a while, but that's kind of what you grew up on. Uh, I thought that transmission was extremely smooth. But all in all, what did you think of the vehicle? So I love the design. Obviously, I mean, it's they've been what teasing and hyping yeah. and and uh, everything else for what it feels like ten years, right? Um, Love the design, and actually, you know, fun fact, when my parents were going to buy me a car, um, I wanted a Bronco. We shopped for a Bronco. So when I first, like, got my driver's license, that's kind of what I was looking for, and uh, I didn't get one. But uh, so, you know, I'm I'm already a little bit biased. Um, But, you know, I think you and I talked earlier in the week. I took my daughter in the car, and I said, hey, we're going to go, you know, she she grabbed your flip-flops. We're going to go, like, five blocks. And she's like, okay. I said, she's looking at me like, why? And I said, well, because I haven't driven a stick, and I probably drive three manuals a year. Mm. Um, so I said, you know, it's been like six months or so. I said, so let's just go outside the subdivision and go kind of around a wide loop and just make sure that I don't stall it out. Um, and, yeah, no, it's extremely smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's The handling is fantastic. Um and yeah, I mean, it's it, I kind of love at first sight, and then you get in, and I think you find even more things to love about it. Mm-hmm. Now, y- you and your daughter actually took the roof off and the door off. How was that experience? So we chickened out on the door. Okay. We were in the process when we talked to you, and then we stopped. Um, and, and the reason why is just the weight of it, and we were worried about uh, once we did take it off storing it, we didn't want to scratch the door. Right. Um, so so we, we researched it, went to the tools, looked it up, kind of started it, and then said, you know what, we're not going to actually leave it off and drive, so let's put it back on. Right. Um, the roof, yeah, so initially we couldn't figure out how to do it because ours has roof rails. And um, so I would get, I could disconnect everything, and we got everything disconnected in a matter of seconds. And then you'd start to push up, and you're like, wait a minute, the roof rails are in the way. Mm-hmm. Well, my daughter went and researched it, and she said, hey, what you do is you unlatch the front, so the one that's right by the um, sun visor. Mm-hmm. And she said, and then when you, you push it up, and then when you get it halfway kind of up a little bit, and it's kind of clear, she said, you lock that back so that it kind of, um, because otherwise it's in the way. So you just kind of push it back back to, and then it will actually reach up and slide out. I think one person could do it. I'm kind of short. I'm 5'5". Five five. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was difficult doing it, like reaching above my head and getting it out again. I didn't want to scratch it or anything. Right. Um, so I think if I was a little bit taller and a little bit stronger, I totally could have done it. Uh, but we, it took both of us to do it. Gotcha. Um, but so easy. So easy. Yeah. Um, and once and you once you out, get you know and once I mean? you yeah, once you get used to doing it. And then I looked at a really really good video 
on how to take the door off, and they recommended two people. But what I liked is you actually put the bag, which is in the back, on the door first, have somebody hold the bag, hold the door up in the bag. You take the electrical connector out, and and there comes the toolkit. You take the two bolts out, lift up, and the door is off. I don't think you could, one person can do it by themselves. I've tried to put doors on hinges, and they're a pain in the you-know-what. So, folks, it probably is safer if you do a two, a two-person. Um, but then you and I talk, Christian. Once you got it off, you sure as heck don't want to go down the highway that way. And I think, didn't you tell me that Ford recommended that taking the doors off was really for off-road use only? You know, that's what it says on the door panel. So, you know, when you look yeah. where the door latches, there's a little sticker. And I thought it was neat that they have a QR code, so you can scan that. I believe it takes you to a video. Oh. Um, you know, and, and again, it's it's for safety reasons. You know, if you're T-boned or something, obviously mm. you don't want the door of your vehicle off. Yeah. Um, you know, as we said that, I was out driving around this afternoon, and it's kind of funny. Um, I, I, I take the turn at the traffic light to head back to the house. And a Jeep Gladiator with its doors off pulls up next to me. And so, like, he's checking me out, and I'm checking him out. Of course, I've got my doors on. Um, but I was, doing a, I was doing a test because a friend of mine is in the market for, for Bronco. Right. And he asked me to call her and talk to her on the phone while we were driving down the road. So I had Marlon drive, and we got up to, like, you know, 70, 72 miles per hour in a 70-speed uh, zone. Mm-hmm. She wanted to see, like, can we have a conversation? Right. Had her on speaker. Can we have a conversation? Can she hear us? Um one of her questions, and I don't know the answer to this. I'm not sure if you do either, but they're kayakers. And so one of her questions is, can I get it without the removable top? What she wants is just a moonroof because she said, we like to be able to see our kayaks just to make sure that they haven't moved any, that they're still secure. That you know. Every- and I was like, you know what? That's a great question. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either, but if she goes to Ford.com and goes to the, the Bronco accessories, uh, or better yet, just go in and like you're going to build a Jeep. I mean, build a right. Jeep. Sorry about that. Build a Bronco. Bronco. <laughs> Just go in and build it. And if it says, do you want a solid roof? Do you want to, you know, it'll be in there. Otherwise, the best thing to probably, oh, I just got a note from uh, Brian and he says no moonroof. So that must mean okay. they're, so what they would have to do, yeah, see, and they're not going to want to do that. That means they'd have to take a panel off just to see that the, the roof is not, you know, the, the, the kayaks are not going to move around, and they're not going to do that if the weather's in climate. So, again, that's probably going to be something down the road. If enough people ask for it, you know, they'll probably, uh, you know, they'll probably come up with it. Right, but something good to know. Um, you know, something that I was pointing out to her, she said we probably wouldn't take the doors out real often. They still have a young child. But um, I was saying, well, you know, the cool thing is that the side mirrors are mounted on a hood right. um, versus the doors, you know. So I'm like, so that's that's a good thing because she was saying that visibility for them, they're going into boat launches and they're going into uh, hiking trails. And she said, you know, a lot of times it's real narrow. And so she said visibility is a really big issue for us, especially with our kayaks, making sure, you know, they're not shifting, whatever. And I was like, well, I, I think this is, you'll find a neat feature. Um, the hood on it is kind of tall, though, so it took me some – I had to keep adjusting my seat. I mean, I got it fixed but you know initially when i got behind the wheel right. i had to keep like kind of making my seat taller because i wasn't used to having that kind of tall hood um you know gosh for brian brian would probably have a hard time because he probably doesn't have a whole lot of room to move up or um, yeah, up down and i had i had um four driving skills for life on tv this morning and i had one of the uh factory guys at the dealer or at the station and you know those little tie downs on the hoods out front 
I thought they were to, to run a cable from there to the rack so it keeps the bushes and everything off your hood. He says, not only are they there for that, but it's also as a guide. Like when you're going through a really tight trail. And by the way, Brian just said he was very comfortable in the Bronco, which I, I could that probably fits him better than it fit you. Because, you know, you would sit you know, short and you'd sit way low in that vehicle where Brian sits almost to the top. Right. No, and you know, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, like I said, Marlon drove it today so that I could kind of move around in the seats. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to sit in the back. I wanted to see how the noise, I kind of wanted to play around with stuff. And I'll tell you, he, it, for him, it was love at first sight. He's like, oh my gosh, I absolutely love this. I thing. know. And um, I know. And I was like, we're not in the market for a car. Stop. Um, my, my daughter pointed out the wireless charger. You know, of course, it's got the 360 degree camera. Um, max towing capacity is 3,500 pounds. But gosh, I look forward to seeing how, you know, now that they're starting to become available for people who have ordered them, um, I'm looking forward to see how people start accessorizing them. Yeah, well, I am too. I mean, I would love to go to SEMA because I think that's where you're going to see this, that, and the other. How, uh, how much did your uh, how much did your Bronco cost you? I mean, not you, but what was your uh, what was your invoice? You need a shock collar there. I know. Uh, so base was forty two thousand ninety five, oh. but as tested was fifty two thousand. See, I so, got so with all the options. See, I got yeah, I didn't see. I got the black diamond. And mine out the door was 38 and change. So I didn't have a lot. I didn't have the 3060 surround. I did have a backup camera. Uh, but, but you know what? That's the beauty of this vehicle. And I will say this from the bottom of my heart. It's the first manufacturer that's built a retro vehicle that looks like a retro vehicle. It looks just like the 65, 66, 67 Bronco and I applaud Ford. They're going to sell an absolute bucket load of them if they can get them to the dealer. And you know what, Dave? There's six trims available, but in everybody that's come by to look at it, that's called me, that's asked me questions, and this mm-hmm. has been going on, as you know, for months, not a single person has been concerned about the price. I, I haven't had one yeah. person ask me about the price. Yeah. No, I. I... I totally 100% agree. I totally 100% agree. And and I had the four-cylinder. I'm sure you – did you have the four or the V6? Uh, no, the four. So, yeah, yeah it was, uh, you know, seven-speed, 2.3-liter. Yeah. Um, and then didn't we have the same color? Like, mine's that navy – they call it antimatter blue. Yes, I had the same thing. And I, and I, I had – I love that color. I did, too. The steel wheels, I love the steel wheels. You know, I'm not a mag wheelie kind of a guy necessarily, but I thought those steel wheels just really made that thing, you know, you know, stand out. And tell Marlon it's okay. Go ahead and get one. It's all right if you can get one. <laughs> all right. Well, now I'm gonna have to. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna call Ford now. I want to know. I want to. I want to know why I, I didn't get the high end. Hey, here's something I do want you to do, and we'll talk about it next week. Go out to the Bronco to the left front wheel and look between the front fender and the wheel and see if there is a square tube in the front and in the back of that wheel. Cause I don't know what it's for. I'm going to call Ford uh, Monday and find out because everybody that looked at it didn't know what it was for. Even my Ford guy. Brian might have the answer for you. I don't know. I know. I'm going to hit him as soon as I say goodbye to you. <laughs> Yeah, and real quick, I would mention, too, for uh, Bronco owners, they have a new thing called, a, well, a neat thing, really, called Off-Rodeo. So Bronco Off-Rodeo, there's four locations across the country, oh. Texas, Nevada, New Hampshire, and Moab. 
that uh, Bronco owners are eligible to register for, and it's kind of an immersive outdoor experience, all things Bronco, which is that's really cool. They're kind of making it a lifestyle brand, which I look forward to seeing how that evolves. I highly recommend it, folks, and guess what? You're going to use their Bronco, not yours. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <It's a> big <laughs> perk. All right. Well, hey, go out and have some more fun, and I'll talk to you next week, kid. Sounds great. Thanks, Dave. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Brian Armstead's in the wings right here on FM 961. AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to the You Ought to Know show right here on FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. Weather Machine sponsors this segment. If you're looking for a good quality air conditioning heating company that has their own machine shop and sheet metal shop in house, then Weather Machine's where you need to be. Three generations. A-plus rated, Better Business Bureau. Call them at 619-443-9974 or go to weathermachines.net. All right, Brian Armstead's on the line. How you doing, bud? I'm good. How are you, Dave? PT Cruiser. That thing was nothing retro to nothing. <laughs> that thing was just up. I mean, it looked different, but no, yeah, I wouldn't compare that to the Bronco. So do you know okay, what those squared enough. off, do you know what those squared off pieces are in front and rear? Yeah, the f- I, um I'm pretty sure, you know, the front fenders on the Bronco can be removed for extreme off-roading. So I'm pretty oh. sure those are tubular supports for the front fenders that you can bolt on and off. You can use the same tool yeah. that you can take the doors off with to take off those front fenders. It takes a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure those are the supports for the removable front fenders. Gotcha. Like if you go rock climbing, you don't want fenders on your or no, 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 no. You want as much wheel articulation as you can, yeah. and you know you're gonna you don't want them all smashed up because you will you're gonna slide off of a rock sooner or later <laughs> and bend something. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 like ninety percent sure that's what those are for, Dave. Gotcha. I appreciate it. So what are we talking about today? Yeah. The Infinity. Hey, yeah, the 2021 Infinity Q60, uh, the Red Sport actually, mm. 400 all-wheel drive. Now, Dave, um, you know, I, I've been kind of beating up on Infinity lately and, and certainly on Nissan. But, man, I'm telling you, they, you know, last week we talked about the Frontier. It's a home run. Wow. Uh, Nissan is Nissan is swinging for the fences. Uh, interestingly, they seem to have started the, the total revamp Nissan Next with their Nissan pro, uh, products. And they're kind of slowly rolling out the uh, Infinity products, you know, the QX55, which mm-hmm. I was not bowled over by, but, you know, it's a decent vehicle. I'm just not crazy about that CVT in the uh, QX55. You know, you got the QX60 coming up. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're going on the launch out in California later uh, this week. But um, it's a lot of a lot of good stuff coming from the company, and I'm very happy. You know, I drove Datsuns for 20 years, Z cars. Sure. So I'm happy to see the brand and the luxury brand, Infinity, kind of uh, resurrecting itself. So on to the 2021 Infinity Q60. The Q60 is one of uh, one of a lineup of uh, vehicles that, of course, Infinity offers. And, uh, you know, you start with the – let's see. Let's go back here for a second. You start with the Q50, the Q60. Then you get into the uh, SUV range, QX50, QX55. Just spoke about that. The QX80, which is desperately in need of refreshing. And the uh, QX60, which is going to be, uh, you know, the again, the – the uh, press launches this week mm-hmm. somewhere out in on the West Coast. Um, Dave, I was very impressed with this Infinity. Why? First of all, it's a 400 horsepower 3D or V6 twin turbo engine, 350 pound feet of torque, 
made it to a seven-speed automatic transmission, a real transmission. Now, seven speeds is not a lot these days, but it, it, it worked extremely well in this QX. I mean, this I'm sorry, this Q60. You've got paddle shifters. Uh, you know, you can you can switch modes. You can go from sport mode to uh, eco mode to normal mode. And when you put the baby in sport mode, it, you get this kind of vicious little roar. Uh, not a vicious roar, a gnarly roar that says, hey, we're about to do something to whoever you want to do it to, and it's going to take place very quickly. Very impressed. Uh, speed, performance, comfort, everything was in the package. Uh, it was My car was was painted kind of, a, and it's not on a Maroni label, so uh, it's, it's premium paint, but the color is not delineated on the Monroney label, which is a sticker that is attached to the window in the vehicle when you go to the uh, dealer. It's called the Monroney. Uh, beautiful kind of light blue, kind of dull, not dull, but just a a matte but shiny light blue. It's kind of hard to describe, but it was absolutely gorgeous. Red leather seats inside. Just a real, real sweet color combination. When I got it, and I'm like, does this work? Then I was in it for five minutes. I'm like, yes, it works very well. I'm 6'9". I fit well, you know, I had the sunroof, I had uh, plenty of leg room, my head was in there fine, everything was fine. I love the comfort and convenience features you get. Well, it's a luxury car, so you would expect it. You got remote engine start, LED headlights and fog lights. The uh, power mover, you know, is, is tinted properly, so when you pull the shade back, you get a little bit of tint so you're not burning your head. A leather wrap and heated steering wheel, leather seats. Um, it's got kind of interesting features like hill start assist. You normally find that on an SUV. You know, you take your foot off the brake in San Francisco, and the car doesn't roll back, even if it's an automatic. A uh, car in San Francisco will roll back because the hills are that severe. Uh, with hill start assist, you take your, you know, you, you engage it, you take your foot off the brake, and you can reach to the back seat to get what you wanted—a traffic light, or you know, sometimes your your cell phone falls between the cracks, and you need to. Uh, divert your attention momentarily to that. So Hill Start Assist is a great feature when you just don't have to have your foot on the brake to take care of whatever you need to take care of. Um, active trace control, front and rear sonar systems, intelligent cruise control, distance control assist. That means there's a uh, laser uh, up front that keeps you perfectly spaced on your uh, cruise control moments. Uh, of course, it's got all the infotainment features that you would expect in a luxury car, 16-speaker Bose, premium audio, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, Siri Eyes Free, all of that stuff. But also a nice suite of safety gear, Dave, automatic collision notification. If you get in an accident, the telematic system will contact the authorities. Uh, I'm sure after a while you have to pay some kind of fee to keep that in check, but an emergency call as well, another feature. But I'm sure whatever it costs, it's worth it. They, they may give you a certain amount of months or a year or something like that free. It's not delineated here, but it's a uh, great feature. If you're in an accident, you don't have to do anything. You just kind of sit tight. They will call you, hey, is there an accident? Yeah, and they know exactly where you are because of GPS coordinates. Uh, predictive forward collision warning. You're on the road. It senses that you're about to smack that uh, Ford Bronco because you're looking at it. It sets your really cool car, you're just kind of staring at it, uh, moth to the flame type of scenario. Mm-hmm. And, hey, you know, the uh, this uh, Q60 will hit the brakes for you. It'll warn you and hit the brakes for you to let you know um, there's something ahead. And, 
you need to stop. So that's predictive forward collision warning and forward emergency braking combined into two separate safety features. You also have blind spot warning, lane departure warning, backup collision intervention, and the around view monitor with moving object detection. So kind of senses everything around you. And if something is moving like a, a child or a bicycle, it will warn you that there is something in your blind spot that you need to be aware of. That's really critical as you're backing out of a parking space at the mall or backing out of your driveway and your pets run out the house and you don't realize it or your, your kids run out the house or they were out there all along and you didn't know it. And your four-year-old standing beside the car and uh, this, moving, uh, this moving object uh, detection is a great, great safety feature. 2021 Infinity Q50 Dave comes in at 60,100. Uh, the website says 60,200, so we'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, for your money, you get a lot of features, but you can also add illuminated kick plates for 420, Infinity Radiant Exterior, welcome lighting, 465. I don't know what that means, but it sounds really cool. The carbon fiber package inside is just just correct, and it's worth every penny of 2280, 2280. Mm-hmm. carbon fiber rear deck lid spoiler, carbon fiber mirror coverage, fog lamp finisher, fender vents, looks really cool. And again, the premium paint, 695, 64, 190, 64, 985 with the 1025 um, handling, handling charge. All-wheel drive, zero lift aerodynamics, so the underneath underneath the car is specifically engineered so you don't get lift from the air pressure between the bottom of the car and the road, it's a Formula One mm. feature on this Infiniti Q60. Uh, you can get the Q60 at different trim levels, Dave. Of course, I was at the top of the line because that's how I roll with the Red Sport <laughs> 400 all-wheel drive. If you don't want all-wheel drive, you can get the Red Sport 400, starts at 58200 You can get the Q60 Pure at 41750 It's a big price difference. You can get the pure all-wheel drive for 43750 Then you step up the trim level to the Q60 Lux at 50300 Lux all-wheel drive at 52300 And then, of course, once again, the Red Sport models, front-wheel drive. I'm sorry, uh, front-wheel drive, yeah, 58200 And then uh, the Red Sport all-wheel drive, $60,200. Go to infinityusa.com and, uh, you know, it's um, it's it's really an, uh, I'm sorry the uh, I said it was front wheel drive on the Q60 two wheel drive vehicle. It's not. It's rear wheel drive. Right. So big big mistake there. Rear wheel drive is a performance oriented feature. You know you can just toss that car around and just have a bunch of fun. So stand corrected again. Not front wheel drive, but rear wheel drive on the uh, Infinity models that do not have all wheel drive. Go to InfinityUSA.com, Dave. Yep. And build out your Q60 today. You can handle the uh, the damage 64, nine, and some change. The Red Sport is the way you want to go because that three liter twin turbo V6 is ferocious. I hear you. Car. So are you doing this segment from a rowboat? Why is that? Aren't you like I'm on a rowboat? Aren't you supposed to be getting a massive storm back there? Well, no, 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 no. That's New York. Uh, New York is getting pummeled as we speak. Oh, you're okay I'm though. In Mar- I'm in Maryland. I'm in the middle of the state. I'm in the middle of the. Uh, you know, I'm right on the Mason-Dixon line. So you oh. t- take two steps north, and you're 
you're in, you know, Union territory, you take two steps south. <laughs> and you're in the south. You're, you're whistling Dixies. So, uh, <laughs> All right, well, I've seen that pretty nasty storm coming your way, so I was just making sure you're okay. Yeah, I, I do appreciate that, Dave. And uh, next week we're going to talk about the 2022 S-Class. Yes. I'm uh, going to do a, do a couple of segments on that. I'm looking forward to it. It's a sensational luxury car. And uh, just hope you have a safe week, Dave. I'm off to Subaru. Yeah. Uh, the B, the BRZ. Uh, don't have to wear a helmet, so I'm able to do this trip. Cool. The 86. They wanted me to wear a helmet. Yeah. So uh, don't have to worry about that with the uh, 80. With the BRZ, it's essentially the same car as the yeah. uh, 286 that you drove last week. You'll have a lot of fun so in that. Brother. You'll have a lot of fun. Thank in you. That. All right. Yeah. Thanks Peace. so much, and thank you, Chris, as always, for the board work. And I'll talk to you next week. Look forward to it, buddy. Take care. All right, folks. We're going to take a quick break. You're all listening to You Ought to Know right here on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to You Ought to Know show right here on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Convoy Auto Service, 3909 Convoy Street, right there in Kearney Mesa, Napa Auto Care, ASC certified. You cannot beat it. Also, John's Automotive Care there at 6267 Riverdale, down off the 15, also Napa Auto Care, ASC certified master tech. And Bumper Dock Kearney Mesa for scratches, dings, and dents, 3885 Convoy Street in lovely San Diego. And another great, great uh, advertiser and new to the show, South Bay Auto House, 310 Trousdale in Chula Vista. All you have to do is just go to their website at autohousesouthbay.com for all your Mercedes Benz needs. Factory trained technicians. They have all the updates. They they have sales, parts, service, and repair. Been there 25 years. You need to call to make an appointment. They are very, very busy. Why? Because they do the right thing. All righty. Let's see. What else do I got here? Let's see. Then we also want to talk about San Diego Gear and Axle. For all your undercarriage needs, go to sdgearaxle.com. And John's Automotive Import Repair. That's right. He's got two. Another one's at 7447 University Avenue. Go to johnsandiegoautorepair.com. Both Napa Auto Care, both ASC certified. They're both best of the best. All right, we're going to do the car calendar. I haven't done that in a couple of days, so let me take a peek and just see what's on the horizon. The car shows are starting to kick in. They were at, We had a show that's going on today, the Legacy Show. We had tractor trailers. We had semis. We had all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, so it looks like all, well, let me see. What do we got? We got coming up. Uh, if you're in the Pleasanton area, the 34th annual West Coast Nationals will be going on. Uh, the Broken Yoke uh, car sales on the 21st. What's that was yesterday, so that's not going to work. What's the next? Nope. Then we're going to go into September, so we won't even bother to go there. We could talk about the weekly shows because they're huge. Uh, every Wednesday is the breakfast group in El Cajon at Bonnie's. Starts at 7 a.m. Also every Wednesday, the Cajon Classic Cruise. That's in the evening. Starts at 5. Every Thursday, La Mesa Cruise Night in La Mesa starts at 5. And then every Thursday, Ramona American Graffiti Cruise up in lovely Ramona, starts at 6 o'clock, staging at Ron's Tire. Uh, and then every Friday in Escondido, the big boy, Cruising Grand, which is, you know, really huge. Uh, Duncan Derelicts, or Donut Derelicts in Huntington Beach every Saturday. 
starts at uh, 6.30 in the morning. Uh, Rods and Relic down on uh, Cafe Z Cafe at Highway 76 and Mission Road. That's every Saturday at 7 a.m. in Bonzel. Every Saturday, Dunkers and Clunkers in Bonita at 7 a.m. right there at 4414 Bonita Road behind B of A and Arco. Every Saturday, Poinsettia Village Shopping Center to Cars and Coffee in Carlsbad at the southwest corner. And then also every Saturday, Oceanside Cruisers Breakfast uh, starts at 830. Uh, That's at the Start Fresh Cafe, so you can go over to Poinsettia, you know, take a look at some cars and run over at 830 and grab some breakfast. And then South Orange County Cars and Coffee in San Clemente. That starts at 9 a.m. every Saturday. And then every Sunday, Car Folks Sunday at the American Retro Cafe. And then Cars and Coffee at Kit Carson Park. That's every Sunday. And that starts at 8 a.m. And then, of course, the first Tuesday of the month, San Diego Association of Car Club. They meet up. They're all over the place, so you just have to go to Car Club Council of San Diego.com to find out where they're at. And then, of course, uh, the first Saturday is In N Out Burger in Poway. I always tell people if you really want to get an In N Out Burger and you don't like the lines, just go up to the uh, up to In N Out Burger on Scripps Poway Parkway because during the week there's hardly anybody there because it's an industrial area and you can get your burger quick. Also, Mary's Donuts, the first Sunday of every month at from 7 to 9 right there in lovely uh, Santee at 8959 Carlton Hills Boulevard. And then the third Thursday, and I think this is probably one of the better car shows out there because they only do it once a month, and it really is a great bang for your buck, and that's the Encinitas Classic Car Nights. The vend, uh, All the, the, the businesses, have, you know, they'll accept you with open arms. The third Sunday, Cars and Coffee in La Mesa. Uh, and then, of course, uh, another one, the fourth Saturday of every month, Cars and Coffee at the Foothills Church at 365 West Bradley. They do a really good job. And then the last Saturday, Santee Drive-In, Classic Rod and Custom, uh, which is another great, great show. So, all right. Hey, well, Brittany's in the house. How you doing, world traveler? Right, world <laughs> Midwest. <laughs> Midwest travel. How was the Midwest? Um, humid to be expected. But, was it really? Uh, it was beautiful. So green. So green. Yeah. Lots of good food. White Castle, Skyline. What? Did, yeah. You went to White Castle? Uh, of course. Well, Skyline chili first. Oh, so, yeah. Really? So you went to... Did you get a White Castle and put Skyline Chili on top? Nope, of it? no, no. Two separate occasions, but I think the three of us ordered sixteen White Castles. You did not. That's how you do it. They sell them twenty by the box. Oh, but... and did you take them to the track? No, they were gone. They were polished. <laughs> no. Okay. Now, what's on a White Castle? Because the only ones I ever Onions get and a pickle. That's it. And five holes. I guess they steam them. Is that? Because I know the last time. Well, back in 66, I had a real White Castle back in New York. And then from then on, it's always been the freezers. Oh, yeah, the frozen ones. Not quite the same. They don't come with a pickle. No, you can't freeze a pickle. And then kind of the slime because the steam and the moisture, and then you put it on that soft bun, and it makes like this little... You're already... Kind of thing? Um, Yeah. 
And Skyline Chili, where yeah, is that? Yeah, Skyline, that Cincinnati thing. Is a Cincinnati thing. Yeah, just. Is it one place that sells it, or is it a lot no, of No, there's, it's like Jack in a Box here. Oh, I got you, but they call it Skyline Chili? Yep. So, we ate our way So, you through. ate healthy, I see, the oh whole time. Oh, my gosh. It was terrible. Uh, when one day we had White Castle and Dairy Queen. <laughs> Dairy Queen on top of it? Oh, Yeah. Well, what goes on in what Ohio stays in Ohio. We did Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. Oh, you we did, did a Kentucky? lot of driving. Oh, we went to Kentucky Horse Park in Lexington. Well, duh. Yeah, it was beautiful. And then from there, we took the longest route to Indiana to Gas City, Indiana, where they have a racetrack, which may be the final segment I can brag, brag, brag about. Yes, you can, can, can. It was a four-hour drive, four and a half, and it was well worth it. Did you rent a car? Yeah. What'd you get a Corvette? <laughs> we show up at like 2 a.m because all three of the four flights were delayed we Uh. finally land at 2 a.m and they had given our car away and there were two like little tiny cans and i was like i don't know what came out of me i was like nope not gonna nope and all they had left were minivans so we cruised in a chrysler voyager or something yeah Oh, so it was pretty funny. Even the back seats went down, and I had my own AC control. I've never been in a minivan. You've never been in a minivan? <laughs> and it was the color of my race car. So I was like, uh-uh, no, we are not driving those two little, I don't Whatever even know those what they are. were, Yaris or something. I'm oh, all, I don't Lord. do that. <laughs> so, did they comp you? Or did they, uh, they said same prices. We'd, uh, but you know, say, now, we're getting a Toyota do you Corolla. not have a different attitude towards minivans? Oh, yeah, there were some features we really liked. So it was funny. Yeah. My dad had the little button and he could open and close my doors, which he did several times. While you're driving. Well, no, I'm sure there's a feature where you can't okay. do that. But it, they just, you know, were checking in the hotel. But isn't my that door great? Opens. You this just was... hit the key fob and, yeah, and the fob, left door. That's what yeah. it's called. The yeah. left door opens, the right yep. door opens, and the rear hatch yes. opens. Yeah. And I think he opened that a couple of times on accident. So it was funny. He's all, <laughs> you got to get yourself one of these. I was like, no, but it no. was fun. Lots of room for storage. And, well, and for traveling, yeah. as far as you guys travel, traveling was great because we did a lot. We put a lot of miles on it. Yeah. I don't know how many, but I mean, just from Lexington, Kentucky, up to Gas City, which is north of Indianapolis, um, uh, and we took back roads. We didn't want to take the highway, the expressway. I found us fun twists and turns, green farmland, ranches. Wow. Um, that was kind of part of our objective. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like we took the longest way from Gas City back to the airport. Through farms, right? Little towns. Yeah, yeah. Well, because otherwise, why take the freeway? The yeah, you'd miss. I found us two covered bridges on the way back, and just fun stuff. Yeah. Well, those are memories, especially with your mom and your dad. Yeah, my crew. Yeah, your crew. My crew was up to go a four and a half hour drive just to go to a racetrack on our final night. I roll with a good crew. Yeah, you do. So you guys have. Of course, right now, they're probably sound asleep. I think my mom, um, they probably got to bed around 2. So my mom's like, I'm going to get up, throw some hay at the horses, and go back to bed. Ah, <laughs> not tell the, tell the horse to throw the hay at himself. Well, they'll, they'll winny, winny, winny. Oh, I know how those are. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. we got a great show planned for Rachel Radio. Don't go anywhere. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Same as it ever was. 